Everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And ladies and gentlemen, as you can clearly see, we've got a fun recap plan for you guys this week because for the first time in a long time, I am not all by myself. Don't like to be all by myself during the recap. 
And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Boochcast. And because it's an NXT recap, he's excited because A, he loves NXT, and B, it means I'm not going to play his theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? This is me, the broke soldier, Mr. Zach Scott. Generally speaking, I'm not broke. Tonight's show. Wasn't that bad now, was it? Not that bad. Was Overall. Better than was has been for a while. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely for a while. Um, and of course, we are going to kick things off. We got Grayson Waller arriving at the arena and is being showered with You Suck Chance in the parking lot. And of course, these are different than the You Suck Chance that Kurt Angle would get. Because mm-hmm. these are not terms of endearment in any way, shape, or form. And we kick things off with our first official match of the evening. A no-holds-barred match. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Great fucking opener. I liked it. It was physical as hell. Duke Hudson, he moved good. I mean, it was back and forth. There was some good carnage. There was chair shots and everything else. And then Duke Hudson uh, power-bombed uh, Cameron Grimes through a table and uh, pin, tried to pin him. One, two, three. Then all of a sudden, he tried to put, um, try to cut his hair and kicked him in the face. For some strangest reason, he was in the chair. Missile drop kick. One, two, three. I was like, did he do his finisher or was that just a, like a... That was the cave-in. Okay. That was the cave-in where he does the knees, shots to the head it's like the it's like the uh, meteora that sasha banks does only sasha does it off the top rope and uh cameron grimes has a running start and he does it standing up so it's kind of a difference there but either way this was a brutal and violent match um you know definitely the fact that he put him through the table but not just any table it was a poker table it was a poker table which i liked yeah yeah same here because i'm gonna be honest when it comes to these no holds barred no disqualification matches i get that the fans chant we want table I don't know why. I'll never figure it out for the life of me. But here's the thing. I feel like the table spots a lot of times get overdone. There's only so many ways you can do it. True. So the fact that they used a poker table and not one of those regular picnic table things is a major reason why I enjoyed this match. Because it was creative. Okay, it was something that they took time to think outside the box and not make this a, you know, regular, boring, same old, same old, no holds bar match. Or as we like to call it, say it with me, children, lazy booking. So thankfully, that was not the case with this particular match. And after the match, Grimes pulls Hudson's wig off, which was hilarious. Yes, we finally get to see that bald head that we've been waiting to see, and I love it. Trying to copy Kurt Angle. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, it's not necessarily he's trying to copy Kurt Angle. Uh, I mean, well, he was with the headgear and the wig and all that shit, but it's something they're trying to do where they don't want us to see the the hair come off or all that shit, which I think is stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't need to do that. Just let the guy come out. Let him come out with the bald head. Let the crowd laugh at him and let him see if he can pull it off. And here's the thing that I noticed with Duke Hudson Mm. is he can pull the bald look off. Yeah, he can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he didn't look that bad bald. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think the hair versus hair match should be about. Not just who you want to embarrass, babyface or heel, but also... Which of these people will actually look better bald, mm-hmm. I think, is the key. Yeah, I can see that. Like Kurt Angle. He, he pulled off the bald look after yes, a while. Um, 
Stone Cold Steve Austin. He didn't lose in a hair versus hair match, but he eventually shaved his head and he looked better bald. Goldberg. Goldberg looks better bald. Like Baron certain- Corbin. Yes. No, I don't know about Baron Corbin. Mm. I'm not liking him bald. <laughs> I liked him better with the long hair, to be honest. But he's he's ma- he's making it work as best he can. Yeah, he can actually. You know, yeah. but I don't think he lost it in a hair versus hair match. He just except the fact that his hair was thinning out and said fuck it and shaved it. And of course, even Molly Holly mm. pulled off, uh, you know, being bald. And Molly Holly gets the most respect out of everyone for shaving her head, not just because she's a woman, mm. but because she booked that stipulation in order to get a women's match on WrestleMania. Because originally for that year at WrestleMania, they were going to do another Divas Battle Royal. And the women were sick and tired of that. Almost every year there was a Divas Battle Royal or something. There wasn't a lot of good women's title matches at WrestleMania. And Molly Holly hated that. So she kept going to Vince and pitching that she wanted to have a title match. And Vince said, well, we need to make this interesting. She said, how about this? I'll I'll put over my opponent and she can shave my head bald. Vince, Vince's eyes lit up and he said, that's brilliant and booked the match. <laughs> so the fact that Molly Holly was not only willing to drop the title, but was willing to shave her head because she pitched the idea. Vince loved it. That's why Molly Holly gets so much respect because she wanted a women's title match at WrestleMania so badly that she was willing to shave her head to make it happen. That wasn't something creative pitched to her. She pitched it to creative. That's amazing. So I'm glad we're finally seeing uh, Duke Hudson bald. And I look forward to seeing what happens when he comes out next week. And also, like we said, brutal match. I only have one complaint. And that is... I don't like the fact this opened the show. I I wasn't happy about that. I don't understand for the life of me why you have a match with a stipulation, whether it's a no-holds-bar match or the cage match last week. Why is a match with a stipulation opening the show? I don't understand that for the life of me. I don't see anything else on the card that was as much of a high-profile match as this one. I know the main event, we'll get to it in a minute, um, or later on in the recap, I should say, and I'll give more of an explanation on this, but I felt like this should have closed out the show. Unless the main event's going to have a better stipulation, you don't have a match. If you have one match with a stipulation, that should not be opening the show. Mm. I don't believe that. So that, other than that, mm. great job. Mm-hmm. That being said, we cut to the backstage area. We got Cora Jade, who says she's been medically cleared to compete. Dakota Kai walks in and says this is exactly what Raquel Gonzalez does. She latches on to people and she won't let go. Jade says once she beats Kai, she will be one step closer to facing Mandy Rose for the Women's Championship. And I'm going to say this right now. Mm. Cora Jade. Mm-hmm. Definitely deserves to be the women's champion. Cora Jade is insanely over, and she's gotten over in the best way possible. Winning the match for her team at War Games, doing it with only one arm, even though she lost the use of that one arm by doing something very fucking stupid in the match. Still, she pulled it off. She was able to get the win. So, And like I said, I knew after a week she'd be ready because all she got was a dislocated shoulder that Io Shirai popped back in midway through the match. So she's definitely ready to face Mandy Rose. But like she said, she's one step closer. What that means is she should not be going for the title anytime soon. She needs to build up some wins. Get some credibility, have Mandy Rose run through a couple more challengers, but I think in the end, 
Cora Jade should be the one to take the title from Mandy. Uses an opportunity for Mandy Rose to build another star. Especially if Toxic Attraction ever finds its way to the main roster. Because I will say this about Mandy Rose. Mm. She's gotten significantly better. Mm. My attitude on her, my opinion of her is changing because of how she's delivering in NXT. And next, we cut to a segment here. We got Briggs, Jensen, Casey Cantanzaro, and Caden Carter. And they're basically doing the boot scoot and boogie <laughs> as, as they're at a concert. And I can't tell. This is supposed to be like a double date or are they hanging out? But at one time, a little head, they're dancing with each other. But then the girls start dancing with each other. And the guys are kind of sitting there going, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the hell's going on with this segment. Either. I don't know. I was like, okay, it's here. What are you doing? Okay. I guess they're just giving them something to do because there's nothing really for them to do. But I look at it like this. The fact that they're still on TV tells you they're still valuable. And I like that. That's one thing I like about NXT is the fact that, okay, you might not be wrestling in a match, but we are going to make TV time for you. And I think that says that speaks volumes. As long as they're making TV time for you, they care about you on some level. Yeah, I can see that. And eventually they will work you into a storyline when the time is right. Oh, they will. And next we cut to an in-ring segment with Grayson Waller. Oh my god, this dude is... Waller says he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Last week he cemented himself as the NXT superstar. Waller ended the career of an NXT legend. Waller turns and tells Vic Joseph that he destroyed his best friend and he didn't do anything about it. That showed what kind of man Joseph is. Waller says he doesn't care what anyone thinks. All he needs to get to the top of this business is himself. Hmm. Yeah, that was... Yeah, in that ring, he was getting that crowd booing and chanting. I was like, okay, dude, either you're a real dick. I just, like, what he did, the Johnny Rustic saying, I cannot say the dude's last name, was disrespectful to me in a big way. And uh, you might see something else tonight, too. Prick. <laughs> Grayson Waller, I'm not a fan of him. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Grayson Waller knows how to get heat. Oh, yes, he does. And I was even more amazed when he went off on Wade Barrett. And he said, hey, it's not 2010. Your opinion means nothing. True. That was pretty, that was pretty, that was pretty mean. And what he did to Vic Joseph was even worse. And I think you asked this question before and I'm going to answer it. And from what I'm reading here, Vic Joseph was never a wrestler. He was basically a wrestling commentator. And according to this, he worked as a commentator for AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling, and House of Hardcore, which is a uh, promotion founded by Tommy Dreamer. And outside of pro wrestling, uh, he previously worked for the Cleveland Browns radio network on its 92.3 The Fan Station covering Cleveland Browns football games. So you can tell that Rhiannon and her family are big fans of his (laughs) because they love the Cleveland Browns. And, um, of course, then he later joined. He went to the, he went to WWE in 2017. He was a commentator for main event. He replaced Tom Phillips. He then became the play-by-play commentator for 205 Live while still participating on main event. He then went to NXT UK alongside Nigel McGuinness. He later was a commentator on Raw, filling in for Corey Graves and Jerry Lawler. And words cannot describe how happy I was when he filled in for Corey Graves because I fucking hate him as a commentator. Yeah, I'm not a fan of him either. Uh, Joseph announced eventually became the new play-by-play play it commentator on raw replacing michael cole when he went back to smackdown on fox and then he left the announced team on raw and was replaced by tom phillips ironically mm-hmm. and then he went to uh byron saxton um he left the announced team and then he made his return to 205 live and then eventually joined the nxt commentary team um 
at that point. So he's just always been a commentator. Yes, he's never been a wrestler. Although I will say this, and I'm, I'm people may not like what I'm about to say right now, but at some point I think Big Joseph needs to needs to at least uh, get some shots in on Grayson Waller. I think at some point Big Joseph needs to fight. Cause I'm gonna say this right now. I understand in the business, mostly because Gator has explained this to me, that you're not supposed to be stronger than a wrestler if you're not a wrestler. A referee is not supposed to be stronger than a wrestler. A commentator is not supposed to be stronger than a wrestler. An announcer is not supposed to be stronger than a wrestler. If a wrestler hits you, you're getting your ass whooped. You don't usually win those fights. Now, sometimes, depending on the situation, if they hit you, you go down, or you have to gauge it based on how hard you've been hit. But I've also been taught by people in the business, other people in the business, like when I worked for UCW, I learned this. Uh, There's a guy named uh, Golden Eagle mm. who's a, who was a who was a legend and worked security for UCW. He taught me this. Mm. He said, even though you're not supposed to be stronger than a wrestler, you're still a human being. So you need to ask yourself: if you got slapped in the face, would you go down? I said, probably not on the first shot. He said, then don't. What you would do is hold your jaw and sell like you're hurt. Then when you're when you're announcing and everything, keep kind of holding your jaw, like kind of rub it a little bit, show that you're hurt, you're still hurting. Then after a couple of matches, you would stop selling because by that point, the swelling's gone down. You're okay, and you don't have to do that anymore. So I think you're also a human being, and I'm thinking as Vic Joseph, if that was me, if someone, if Grayson Waller did to me what he did to Vic Joseph, I may not win the fight, but I'd be attempting to whoop his ass because he's. Well, he's saying that 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 Johnny Gargano's his best friend. I got a lot of friends. I even got one sitting next to me. Mm. I'm pretty sure, Zach, we can both agree, regardless of who, who the individual is, if one of us was getting beat up in front of the other, we're not going to fucking sit there. No. At a certain point, we're stepping in. Now, at first, we might kind of step back and let it happen, but if it got to a point where shit was getting too intense... We'd have to, one of us would step in, I believe. So I would expect Vic Joseph to do the same thing. Now, because Vic Joseph is not a wrestler, he's probably not going to get in the ring with Grayson Waller. Nah. But here's what I'm thinking. I see this mm-hmm. as an opportunity for Wade Barrett yeah. to come out of retirement. I think Wade Barrett should fight Grayson Waller. And i like to see Wade Barrett get the win. Same here. Same here. Maybe sh- make me shut this guy the fuck up. Because somebody has to at some point. Yeah, I'm sick of it. And here's how... And now if you're wondering why would they do that, mm-hmm. I'll tell you how they do it. Mm. Vic Joseph interferes. Mm. It's kind of similar to when uh, Jerry Lawler beat Taz years ago. Yeah. Because uh, remember JR took the ca- that, that glass uh, case filled with candy and just bashed Taz in the face with it? Yeah. And then eventually Jerry Lawler was able to hit the pile driver, get the one, two, three, and win the match. That's kind of similar to what I would do. I think Big Joseph should like come in with a chair or something and just crack Grayson Waller over the head with it. Because even though Big Joseph's an announcer, like I said, he's still a human being. He, you hit somebody with a chair, they're going down. Yeah. Regardless. That's how you become stronger than a wrestler. You have a weapon in your hand. So I would have Big Joseph come in with a weapon, knock out Grayson Waller, and then Wade Barrett covers him one, two, three after they have an intense fight. So I would love to see that. Same here. Yeah, they need to book this because uh, at some point, Grayson Waller is going to have to be shut up, and obviously the locker room wants to, but we'll get to that later. Yes, we will. Next, we cut to another segment that... For fuck's sake. And Zach had some... Lashing out with Lash Legend. Uh, Boring. Boring. With a jacket-wearing weirdos. 
Yeah, Legend has jacket time on the show. Lash wants to know how they stay so fresh. Jiro and Kushida say it's style strong. That's their secret. Kushida and Jiro cut a promo on the grizzled young veterans. And... Like I said, boo. Not a fan. Yeah. I think you were looking at me like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this shit right here? Basically, it's a talk show. It, it's one of those talk shows like, you know, Ms. TV and shit like that. The only difference is Lash Legend doesn't do the top, the comment in the ring. She does it on a stage in front of a crowd. Okay. And basically, it's her opportunity to, you know, dish or spill the tea. Mm-hmm. Which is basically a way of saying gossip. Like, it's like on uh, the Ricky Smiley Morning Show when they have Gary's tea. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's him gossiping about people. You know, it's like, it's Gary. I'm going to hip you to the tea. It's Gary, baby. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that is because that shit gets stuck in my head. Because there's a certain uh, individual on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show uh, that I have to pull audio for because um, he does a frequent guest appearance on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, and he's a client that works with us over at HBMA. So I have, so that's why I, I only, that's the only reason I know about Gary T. And I, after I'm done watching him, usually that comes on. And I have to hear that all the time. It's stuck in my fucking head, and I can't take it. But anyway. <laughs> that being said, uh, back back to back to lashing out. Um, I like Lash Legend sometimes. I don't like when she has guests because they always take up the time. She and and Jacket Time, not a fan. Can't stand these two. It's it, again, they're part of the fucking clown show aspect of wrestling that I fucking hate. And also, I am not, nor will I ever be, a fan of strong style. I hate strong style wrestling with a passion. Oh, we know. I hate it so much. Hate it with a passion. Can't take it. Fucking spot monkey bullshit. Fucking I'm going to hit you. You're going to hit me back. And it's going to look fake as fuck, even though people are going to think, oh, well, we're really hurting each other. That just makes you more fucking dumb. I'm going to hit my finisher 20 times. You're going to kick out 19 because that's believable. Mm. It's like, yeah, if you had to hit your finisher 20 times to beat somebody, is it really a finisher? No. No, it's not. But anyway. Yeah, we get rid of this shit, and then we cut over to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call oh, it that. Uh, Amari Miller versus Ivy Nile with Diamond Mine. Uh, Ivy Nile, she tried to pop a tried to pop a, a good fight. She got a couple sucks uh, uh, hits in, but then Ivy Nile just destroys her in one, two, three, basically. Or was it a tap out? She tapped out. Or- she tapped out. Oh, she tapped out. Oops, she tapped out. She submitted. I was like, I do like Ivy Nile. That is one scary. So scary lady. So Zach, here's the question. Yes or no? Do we call this a match? No. 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 Okay. I'm letting you decide. Do do you call it a match? Uh, no, only because. Uh, well, actually, Miller did hit a couple shots, Mm -hmm. so that's why I consider it a match because she put up a fight. Okay, fair. You know, they trade submission attempts. Yeah. Miller hit a spin kick. She locks in a modified. Uh, 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 yeah. No, sorry, she didn't lock that in. This is somebody with fucking horrible fucking writing here. But um, yeah, you know, she did get a couple good shots in before Ivy ultimately destroyed her. So that's why I consider it uh a match because there was actual fighting involved. Yeah, that's true. And then at Riddle's house, Riddle gives MSK their own scooters, and Vinny's like trying not to say anything. He was muttering under his breath the whole time. I was over here snickering. <laughs> This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's hard. It's not that this bad. is this is painful to watch. This is fucking painful to watch. We're about to wa- what we're about to talk is going to be painful more. Painful more actually looks like it. This is this is the saddest thing in wrestling yeah, I've ever not, seen. Yeah, it's not that. It's 
find it funny because it's so, why I find it funny is it's so sad because I like his reactions. Yeah, it it ma- this makes me want to puke. It's it's Matt Riddle with MSK, yeah. literally <sighs> my least favorite tag team in NXT. And least favorite tag team of all time. Not of all time. Not of all time. Uh, th- there's another team that has that title. You know who they are. Oh, the LA Fox. No, not the. I mean, oops. The the dumb fucks. The dumb fucks. I'm, I'm yeah. The dumb fucks. Why did I say the LA fucks? Oops. Because of uh, another person you don't like that we're gonna get to later on in here. Um. But yeah. So the whole Riddle MSK thing is making me want to puke, and I'm like, this is dumb. They're taking out like a U.S. spinner belt that John Cena used to have, and. All this other random shit. And then, of course, doing the whole sharing is caring, bro. I'm like, get the fuck. Yeah, go on. Bob, if you got MSK, get back in there where you belong. This is fucking pathetic. It's beyond pathetic. I can't stand. So on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call call it it that. that. We got Harland with Joe Gacy versus Guru Raj. Um... Squash or squash, squash, squash. Harland. I was like, you big, scary, wonderful individual. That is one scary dude. I was like, oh my god, I love him. It's like, why? When I see a wrestler covered with tattoos as big as he is, just looks at you in the ring like that. I was like, yeah, fuck with me in the dark side of the dark side of an alley. Yeah, I don't rip you apart. I liked it though. Yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. I don't think even the other this guy right here. I don't even know who the hell he is. He even got any shots in. It was basically a one, two, three. Yeah, he got his ass whooped. About what? About a minute? Yeah. So the answer is simple. Zach, Mm. do we want to call this a match? Hell no. Hell no is right. No, no. Nope, this was not a match. By any stretch of the imagination, this is not a match. No, it wasn't. This was Harland committing a massacre, and then after the match, Gacy asks Harland if he feels better. He shakes his head, no, and then attacks Raj again. Basically just beats the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. And I like this because Joe Gacy is trying to, in my opinion, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Mm. Joe Gacy has one of the best heel gimmicks I've seen. Oh, my God. His whole, he is the ultimate snowflake. Mm. He is the ultimate libtard. Mm -hmm. He's all about the safe space. But he makes it work so good. He does, doesn't he? He does it so good. I've never seen it. I was, I was like, half the time, I was like, you are batshit fucking crazy. The other part of me was like, dude, you're fucking great. And he can move in the ring pretty fucking well, too. Yeah. He can move in the ring. And now he's got this big-ass Harlan, dude. I won't be surprised Harlan and Joe Gates become tag team champions, which they should start off with first. I think that'd be great. Yeah. And what I like about it is it's kind of similar. Tag team, you just need a big dude. You want If you want tag you want to dominate, you need a big guy. Like Harlan or like Big Show, Kane. He's like, you're like, you're a guy like Yo Gacy. Now, screw that. I don't want a guy besides me. I want a big dude. Give me like a six foot eight guy. Like, uh huh. Fuck with me. See what happens. Like AJ Styles and almost. Half the time, you can't get that guy on the ground. Have you seen him fall onto his back yet? Have you seen him get clotheslined? Almost. And then raw. I've seen people attempt. Yeah, but at best, he lands on his feet like or gets staggers. Guy, I know we're going off to going to raw. I'm just trying to point out. I was like, see, now that's a big guy wrestler. You just you hit him. He goes, looks at you like with a demonic look. I was like, yeah. Fuck. And I'm like, shit. You see that TV movie? You see that hero hit the big guy. The big guy just looks at you, looks at me like, oh, you lost your fucking mind. Like, uh, crap. Here we go. And the big guy gets hit. That's like, goes 20 feet. But yeah, Harlan, he looks like he's from some Russian mafia seer killer blow torching. Like, you, you hurt you. Like, like he looks like he's, I like Harlan. He spent some time in the gulag. Dude, yeah, yeah. He's a big, how big is that guy? 
Like, what, six foot six or something like that? Just, just about. So, yeah, I mean, next up, we just need to see what Harley can do. Yeah, there's Instead a, of, like... Yeah, like, there's... We'll, we'll eventually be able to see uh, what he can do, you know? It's only a, it's only uh, a matter of time before we get to really see him in action. I mean, and, you know, we get to... Yeah, he's basically, it doesn't say what his height is, but he's at least 310 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try to take a three, like, almost in him will be a hell of a match. Oh, yeah. See, that would <laughs> yeah. be great. That would be a great match. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like when little guys, like, like go against, like, dude, my go against, I was like, why? I was like, no. Try to make it somewhat believable. Like, Batista and Triple H and the Rock so they could take on Big Show and Big Show. They just got to be smart about it. That is one scary dude. Yeah, <laughs> so the the way uh wait and actually I'm trying to see if this is uh is this him I don't think that's six him. foot two he's only six foot two according to this I think that's him but I can't tell if this is the actual Harlan or if it's somebody else it, it's hard to tell it's hard it's hard to get a a a, Do, uh, Wiki, a reading uh, on Wiki. it Wikipedia yeah we just gotta figure it out but it's weird because it looks like he has the same last name as Scarlet um. Uh, let's see. Um, Parker Bordeaux on his new that, NXT that, that, this ring is name. This is him. Yeah, this is him. And uh, he doesn't seem to be. Again, doesn't seem that he has uh his. He's bigger than six foot two. Yeah, I'm trying to look at him. Oh, there's six him. foot four. He's six foot four. He's six foot four. That's him. He's yeah, definitely six foot four. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's a big. Sh- Scary individual. Yeah. Well, here's. The I th- heard about him. Yeah. I, just, I saw him a couple times. I was like, "Now that is one big dude. I'm gonna become a professional wrestler." I was like, "Dude, you'd be perfect." Who knows? Yeah. Now that I see that picture, I do remember yeah, vaguely okay. seeing that somewhere. I, like, I might have saw him in a performance center picture, like on uh, SC Scoops a while back. But um, here, here's what I was trying to say before. This Joe Gacy Harlan thing kind of reminds me of Brother Love and the Undertaker mm-hmm. in a way, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. When Brother Love, who ironically is Bruce Pritchard, uh, when Brother Love first came out his whole gimmick was based around uh guys that did like like televangelists Mm -hmm. was where the whole gimmick idea came from like uh robert tilton yeah you know uh he based his whole gimmick around him that's why but instead of talking about god he talked about love okay like instead of the bible it was the book of love the book of love you know everything was about i love you and he would do the whole like he would and he would talk like a televangelist. Mm-hmm. Like, in the World Wrestling Federation. And just like, I'm here to spread my message of love. And he would just do this like gimmick, and he was meant to be a heel. So when they first created the character of The Undertaker, yeah. before Mark Calloway even got the role, the whole concept behind The Undertaker was going to be the yin to his yang. Yeah. Like, Brother Love saw himself as pure as the driven snow, Yeah. even though he was a charlatan. But The Undertaker would be like this evil demon that just wanted to commit murder, that just or wanted to just Demonic. beat somebody up. Demonic. Like, his original name was Cain the Undertaker because mm. Cain was the you know first man to commit murder he killed Abel in the Bible well eventually they just dropped the Undertaker and later gave the Cain name to Glenn Jacobs when he became the big red machine so that was the original Charlie Mayor of Knoxville uh, 
Harlan Jacobs. Yes. So yeah, I, I could definitely could, uh, could see that. But so Harlan and Joe Gacy for me is kind of that. Like Joe Gacy's all about you know you know this is a safe space we can do conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. And Harlan's all about I want to hurt people. <laughs> so Pretty Harlan much. Harlan unleashes that violent side that Joe Gacy just doesn't have. I mean he'll fight you in a match. Mm-hmm. He'll wrestle, but you know that's why you know at the end of every match he picks his opponent up he gives them a hug he congratulates them it's it fits the gimmick so fucking well, well and harlan so beats fucking you well. just looks at you and beats the crap out of you again like scary like harlan's a justification for that pretty much that's what's great about it the only difference is between the brother love and the undertaker thing is that joe gacy wrestles and brother love didn't that's very true so joe gacy and harlan could become tag team champions we can see that i think that'd be pretty cool and then we cut to the back we cut to um the backstage area where we see the one and only L.A. Knight. And L.A. Knight says he wants Waller tonight. If Waller doesn't come to find him, Knight will find Waller. And basically talking about, you know, views and the hot chick and, you know. And, of course, L.A. Knight just, you know, doing what he does best. His promos. Mm. Phenomenal. Mm. Just, it, it doesn't get any better. Literally, uh, put a microphone in his hand. I could listen to him talk all day, the whole show. He's that fucking good. That fucking phenomenal. Man didn't even have to wrestle tonight, and still, fans got their money's worth when they saw L.A. Knight. Oosh. Because whose game is it? It's game. L.A. Knight's game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, did you like the segment? Uh, yeah, because he was going out to look for that piece of shit wall, and I was like, dude, Somebody, even you, L.A. Knight, just shut him up. Well, we'll see what happens there. And, uh, okay. This this was probably one of my favorite things right here. I love that. Right. So next, we cut to the backstage area, and Grayson Waller walks into the NXT locker room with the 2.0 guys. Yes. And Braun Breaker, because Chris Grayson Waller's coming in, giving the fist bump because him and Braun Breaker were partners at War Games. Mm-hmm. And Bronson makes it very clear to him, you're not welcome in this locker room anymore. Because now he's getting kicked out of the locker room. All the 2.0 guys, none of them want him here. Mm-hmm. Grayson Waller's like, stars have their own locker room anyway, and walks out. And then, of course, there's like, you know, Io Shirai yelling and screaming at him earlier, and that awkward Japanese thing, like, just, it was just fucking annoying, if anything. Um, uh, then there's the guy that kind of like just didn't even want to look at him. So now Grayson Waller is basically getting ostracized by NXT mm-hmm. for what he did to Johnny Gargano. Yeah. And what I like about it is the fact that Braun Breaker's whole statement was, look, at War Games, all we wanted to do was make it clear that the new school was taking over. He's still, Braun Breaker still has respect for the black and gold team and the brand and the people that came before him. But the new guy's time is now, and they made that statement. But he that does not mean he condones the actions of Grayson Waller. Nobody condones it, really. How do you feel about him getting kicked out of the locker room? I thought that was fucking hilarious. After you got deserve it. Bye-bye. Get the hell out of here. So, And I also love the fact that he said, you know, he talked about stars get their own locker room anyway because there are some wrestlers who've gotten their own locker rooms. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Ultimate Warrior was got the most shit for having his own locker room. Uh, Hogan had his own locker room, but he still hung out with the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, so Hogan, even though he had his own locker room, he never used it to 
kick people out. Sometimes he'd bring people into his locker room to have a conversation with him. Uh, Ultimate Warrior rarely did that. But, you know, so Grayson Waller, you know, I think it's going to be cool to see him, like, you know, getting dressed in the hallway or in a broom closet or something because nobody wants to be around him. I like that aspect of uh, NXT. They're showing stuff that really would happen. There are plenty of wrestlers who get kicked out of the locker room and have to go dress in the hallway or something because, you know, the locker room is sacred ground to wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Like, back in the day, you had to be a wrestler in order to even set foot in the locker room. You know, you know, family members weren't allowed in the locker room. Uh, other personnel weren't allowed in the locker room unless you got permission from like the boss or something. And even then, some wrestlers didn't like it when you stepped in their locker room. Like it, it's a big deal. I it's a very big deal. And, uh, uh, then we cut to the backstage area where we see Harlan tossing Brian Kendrick down a flight of stairs. Where the hell has he been? <laughs> He's been um, a trainer. He he has his own school where he trains people. In fact, on Total Divas, there's an episode where he trained Eva Marie for a period of time. Oh, Jesus Christ. And look how that turned out. Yeah, Brian Kendrick. Uh, apparently, you did not teach Eva, Eva Marie well. So that doesn't give me a vote of confidence that I want to train with Brian Kendrick. But he's also a trainer now in NXT because he doesn't really wrestle on the roster anymore. And Harlan tossed him down a flight of stairs. He didn't toss him. He threw him. Yes, that's what we're saying. He threw him down a flight of stairs. Threw, toss, was the fucking difference. Oh, no, thanks. Uh, yeah, it was more like a, what the hell it was. Yeah, so on that note, we cut to uh, the next match of the evening. We got Cora Jade versus Dakota Kai. That was a solid fucking match. Solid? I thought it was great. I did too. I thought that was good. Uh, very well done match. Uh, of course, Mandy Rose was out there for the commentary. Couldn't have gave a fuck less about that. Nope. Uh, Dakota Kai um, is has always been a great worker, but it's nice to see Cora Jade uh, getting a chance to work um, in a capacity where she doesn't have to job or doesn't have to do anything stupid. Mm. She's actually wrestling. And what I love most about it was the fact that when Dakota Kai threw her into the ring post, it was shoulder first. You know, make you know, because clearly favoring the uh, the shoulder. Yeah. And then Kai hits the PK, but Jade kicks out, and uh, you know, Kai's working over Jade's injured injured shoulder, which again, psychology. Psychology. Say it with me, children. Psychology. That's what that is. That's storytelling. That's what that is. You know she has an injured shoulder. They emphasize it a lot. So you keep working the injured shoulder to wear somebody down. Mm -hmm. That's storytelling. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, Jade eventually, when she fires up on Kai, she drops her with an Irish curse backbreaker. Jade kicks out. Kai pulls herself out under the ring, but, but it distracts everything. Jade eventually rolls up Kai, gets the one, two, three, the winner of the match, Cora Jade. Yep. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. That was an amazing match. She took advantage of a distraction, and she overcame the odds despite the injured shoulder that Kai continued to work. Mm-hmm. This is women's wrestling right here. Yes, it is. This is a great match. Yes, it was. Well done. That's Next, fun. Kai attacks Jade after the match. Raquel Gonzalez chases her off. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane walk down to the ring. And Rose attacks Jade from behind. Mm-hmm. So they work the injured shoulder as well. Just beat the hell out of Cora Jade, which is great. Yep. Cora Jade. supposed to. Yeah. Cora Jade still looks great because she won. 
Mm-hmm. Toxic Attraction makes a statement, which is even better. And Dakota Kai got rolled up, so it doesn't bury her either. True. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And then, of course, in the end, uh, you know, there's chaos in the parking lot yeah, as da- chaos. as uh, you know, you know, uh, Raquel Gonzalez wants a piece of you know Dakota Kai clearly. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it oh, that. Man. Tony D'Angelo versus Andre Chase. Uh, squash. Was no, it squash? No, no, no. Andre Chase got, Chase got, he got a couple looks in, but to make it like a half a squash, and it, yeah, it was, no. Yeah, it wasn't working. Nope, it was not working. But Andre Chase did a little bit. Yeah, I will say it was, I'll still consider it a match, but um, it was definitely a match that was doing a lot of storytelling mm-hmm. and not a lot of physicality. Yeah, I hear that. Because it wasn't needed. Nope. And in the end, D'Angelo hits his, and I love the fact that he's calling his finisher. Forget about it. I love that. Love that. I, that I heard you. I saw you grin. I was like, oh, yeah. of course. The stupid, ignorant, no, no. I can't go that far now. Stupid, stupid. Hey, you got a fucking problem? Yeah, I got a fucking problem. Why don't you go suck on some meatballs? Hey, how about I kick you in the shillelagh till you cry to your mama? Damn, that's a good one. Yeah, look, drink your dinner on your own fucking time. We're in the middle of a podcast here. So anyway. Start drinking now. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, it's just what I need. Another drunken moment. I right, look. My point is, Tony D'Angelo here, kicking ass and taking yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, I do like it, though. I was like, it fits his character. It's like, why? Because he's... How should I say this in the most nicest way? How should I say this? He's just... Mm, he's okay. He's a good paisan. That's what I think you're trying to say. Ass. So in the end, great match. After the match, D'Angelo says he's backed up everything he said he was going to do. So next well, thing you know... Wash his hair with grease. Next thing you know, Pete Dunn interrupts. Dunn says he's going to get in the ring and see if D'Angelo keeps the same energy. Okay, okay, you can go back to your normal voice now, please. I'm trying to. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Once I'm on a roll with this thing, I can't stop it. Uh... D'Angelo says next week they can do this. Uh, D'Angelo tries to sneak attack, but Dunn snaps his fingers, and Dunn steps on the glass case that has the uh, mouth guard in it. So now it looks like they're going to have a match next week. Yeah, that's going to be good. That's going to be great. Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunn, perfect. I like it. It's great. It's entertainment, and it's going to be a good way to uh, eventually uh, wrap up the uh, end of the year. Yep. Because I think they're doing, I think, uh, I I don't know if they're doing another NXT on the 28th. It might be like one of those end of the year type shows. I know NXT likes to do an end of the year style show where they go over the NXT awards and, you know, they, you know, do sing the praises of NXT and the best matches and other things of the year. So we'll see what happens with that. But either way, it's going to be a good way to, to knock out 2021. Very true, sir. And speaking of which, we move on to the next segment where we got Raquel Gonzalez, who wants to end Dakota Kai in a street fight. So we find out next week on NXT, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, street fight. Only time, who are you going for? Raquel. I'm going to go for Dakota. I'm going to go for the other person. I mean... I mean, I I like Dakota Kai, mm-hmm. but there's no title on the line, so it doesn't really help. No, if Raquel Gonzalez was still the NXT Women's Champion, I would go for Dakota Kai. Because okay. I felt Dakota should have been the one yeah. to take the title from her instead of Mandy Rose. Don't get me wrong, I like what Toxic Attraction is doing, Yeah, but I would have preferred Dakota Kai. Because I felt like she was the one that ultimately could have beat Raquel Gonzalez, and it would have looked good. But we didn't need to do any of that. And, um, what the hell? I think we missed a match. No, we didn't miss a match. What did we miss? Boa. 
That's right here. Oh, we didn't miss it. It's the next match here. I didn't see that one. All right. Well, it's right here. So we got the next match of the evening, if we even want to oh, call no, it that. Man. Boa versus Idris and Ophi. And it says this It says this is a Boa wins a roundhouse kick. Winner, Boa. I was like, okay. Yeah. This ain't a match. I was like, that was squash from hell. It's like, oh my God, we skipped something. We didn't really skip no, much. That was just as bad as Harlan. That was just as quick as Harlan, I think. Yeah. Because this is all Boa with the new face paint and the transformation and... Once he controls it, he's going to destroy everybody. I'm like, this looks dumb. And I was like, okay, no, no, you're trying to do something from, no. This is, this is you something know, that. Harlan was way better. This is trying to be badass. It's another one where we're trying to make Boa look like a badass, but really, they're making him look like a joke because no one's taking this shit fucking seriously. Boa is a comedy act, plain and simple. Stop trying to make him legitimate. Nobody cares. Okay. I don't care. Me neither. I don't, I can't get behind the guy. And then. In the parking lot, Waller steals LA Knight's car after leaving him laying in the parking lot mm. and we see that as he's driving off in the car mm -hmm. so now we already know that la knight and grayson waller definitely have some beef um which is interesting seeing as how he took out johnny gargano but of course the big question now is people are wondering is johnny gargano gonna re-sign with nxt or not like is johnny gargano gonna come for retribution on grayson waller or is he just straight up done with him that's that's really what I want to what I want to find out Jeff Breach will was like well we didn't really know he's just leaving just yet so I don't know we'll see what happens I'm, I'm done with the rest I'm like what are you gonna do just wait to see what happens <laughs> I mean it's gonna be interesting and on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Jacket Time versus the wow. Grizzled wow. Young wow. Veterans. You and I were not happy when this happened. I was like, what the fuck is this shit right here? Jacket Time against these guys? A comedy act against a tag team are actually worth fucking watching? There, there were some really good shots for a second. There. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Grizzled Young Veterans. And then, of course, the... Um, Creep brothers come down to the ringside, distract them, and for some strange reason, lazy booking once again thought it was okay to have Jack and Tyne win a, a, a match over the Grizzlies Young Veterans. Seriously? Benny? Why? Why? Because Vince and Bruce are stupid. Because they somehow think that this team is worth a damn. And uh, the only thing I found, I only found one thing entertaining about this match. Huh. Wade Barrett saying, jack it off. And Vic Joseph trying not to laugh. And Wade saying, don't be crass. It's like, dude, how can we not be crass? You literally just set that up. That was the only entertaining about this match. Although I will give myself, I would have chuckled. <laughs> although I will give credit where it's due. I did see some decent wrestling on the part of Jack of Time, but I'm still not a fan. I can't stand Ikman Jiro. I, 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 I can't either. I can't I can't stand Kushida. I find him annoying. No, you have been uh, you've been vocal about him several damn times. I yes, know. exactly. The Creed brothers came out and distracted the grizzled young veterans, which is why it makes sense for Jack of Time to get the win. Yeah. I'm just hoping that this leads to something big for either the Creed Bros or the Grizzled Young Veterans because I feel like the Grizzled Young Veterans are slowly becoming a comedic tag team because mm -hmm. they're doing a lot of comedic shit lately mm -hmm. and it doesn't fit them. No, it doesn't. They need to be a more serious team. Just like the Creed Brothers who are dominant as fuck and yeah, I love seeing are. what they do. Yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. And they got Jacket Time that barely is worth a damn. Yeah, not worth anything at all. Exactly. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area and Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams cut off Roderick Strong and Malcolm Bivens on the way to the ring. Hayes, which is strong, good luck tonight and tells him to be sure to not miss. Bivens says Strong doesn't deal in luck.
drunk, but it looks like Hayes and Williams need some. And there's a Dexter Loomis drawing of Hayes and Williams hanging there. And then they drop that and basically look off because it says uh, Dexter Loomis versus Trick Williams, which is a match that needs to happen. Yes. I was very, like I said before, I was not happy when it was Carmelo Hayes versus Dexter Loomis. <laughs> I want to see Dexter Loomis versus Trick Williams. Yeah, I agree. That's a match that needs to happen. Very true, sir. Very true, sir. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening. We got Roderick Strong with Malcolm Bivens versus Braun Breaker. Fucking saw a fucking match. For a little guy, Roger Strong won a guy, won a guy, I guess a guy who was also pretty big, but really good fucking match. I thought it was great. Back and forth a lot, too, I thought. Fenny. Well done. Well done. Job well done. Yeah, very well done. Uh, Roderick Strong definitely showing that he can hang with the big boys. Mm -hmm. Braun Breaker definitely looked dominant in this match. Uh, you know, pulling off his moves, the Frankensteiner, mm -hmm. the big, the big moves that he does, uh... I like that Roger Strong didn't back down from Braun no, Breaker. It looked believable. Yeah, it did. And then, but Breaker was kicking out of everything. And then he hits his press power slam for the win. Braun, One, two, two, three. three. Braun Breaker, Breaker wins. <laughs> and it was just a great match all around. Yeah. These guys definitely put on a hell of a match that could have gone either way. It Thanks. reminded me of the old Roger Strong. That's okay. what I liked about this. Okay. The guy from the Undisputed Era. Mm -hmm. The guy who was badass. Oh, yeah. The guy who, when he debuted, everyone was happy to see. Like, this is a Roderick Strong I can get behind. And after the match, Tommaso Champ appears and drops Breaker with the Willow's Bell. And then he basically tells him, welcome back to the deep end. And gave him a kiss on the cheek. Yep. And... Um, this is um, going to be interesting because now it looks like Tommaso wants to is, wants to accept Braun Breaker's challenge, and they're going to fight one more time for the NXT Championship. But here's the question: question When sir. is the match going to happen? Better not happen next week. It's probably not going to happen next week, as far as I know. I don't it think they've advertised anything. Match. That yes, that is true. Under no circumstances should this be a TV match. Under no circumstances at all. Whatso fucking ever. Because that would be a huge mistake to put that match on free TV. And I'm talking about whether Braun Breaker wins or not. I don't care. They should not, under any circumstances, make this a televised match. They need to make this a... This needs to be on a takeover. It needs to be dragged out as long as possible. Mm. And then when you get to that takeover, that's when Breaker needs to win the title. Yeah. Now, whether that takeover happens in January mm. or if it happens in February. Or they might wait all the way to April and do it WrestleMania weekend. I don't think wait that long. I don't either. I think that they're probably going to do a takeover in January, most yeah. likely. Right before um, um... Royal Rumble. Or after the Royal Rumble. Because I did that, they did that with SummerSlam. They had the SummerSlam on Saturday and the Takeover on Sunday. They might do the same thing for the Royal Rumble. We're going to tell, which I don't mind seeing. And if they do, that needs to be the main event, and Braun Breaker needs to go over. Yep. I think Breaker, and like I said before, I don't want to rush Braun Breaker, but at the same time, you don't have a lot of top talent. Now, I can give a list of guys that I would love to see go for the NXT title. One in particular is a guy that we already know you don't like, so I won't say his name. But there's plenty of guys on here that could get a shot at that title 
if they're going to stick around. But Braun Breaker, I would not mind seeing him with the title because he's got everything. All he needs to do is learn, is master the art of pacing, which he's slowly starting to do. Like, know when to brag, when not to brag. Know when to slow down and when not to slow down. He just has to work on that pacing. And once he's got that, he's a solid worker. But he's So he's got all the other tools to do that. And the best part is, he's got great teachers and his dad and his nephew and his uncle. So he, he's good there. And um, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT. Uh, Zach, I appreciate you uh, taking course, time out of your busy course, schedule course. to uh, join me for this. Uh, I'm not sure when Zach will be back for the Boochcast, but... Uh, but um, not anytime soon after this for a while, I don't think. Yeah, but uh, so so fucked up. Yes, but hopefully we'll uh, have you back on and uh, make sure you guys uh follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Breaker, Breaker, and Google Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Speaking of Zach, if you want to check out some great content, uh, somewhere on there we have the uh, episode of Dark Side of the Ring, In the Shadow of Grizzly Smith. Uh, Zach is featured on there alongside Desmond Dagenhart, so if you want to see some antics from Zach, you can check it out there. Uh, also, uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. Twitter. And Instagram. And Instagram. At the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Also, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's where we have our Boochcast reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. We have uh, archived watch parties, D&D one-shot, funny skits, holiday videos. In fact, I actually have a Christmas video that I'm planning. It's going to be uh, coming out to you guys uh, on Christmas Day, so be on the lookout for that and you know what just for the hell of it might even throw in a new year's video as well i'm gonna have some fun uh with the Boochcast team so uh make sure you guys check those holiday videos out and um yeah, also salty Make sure you guys uh, hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so that we'll know when the new episodes of Dark Side of the Ring will be coming. Because uh, pretty soon, coming soon, we got the Dynamite Kid, the Plane Ride from Hell, Chris Canyon, uh, Johnny K9, Luna Vachon, XPW, and the Steroid Trials all coming soon to the YouTube channel. So make sure you guys are ready to check out that as well as other additional YouTube content. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be Saturday, January the 29th for WWE Royal Rumble. We're going live at 8 p.m. for the Royal Rumble. And also, we're going to have a bootleg link. For those of you that don't have a Peacock subscription, you'll be able to have access to that link at 7 p.m. on our Twitter page an hour before the show starts. And all you got to do is turn the volume down on the pay-per-view, turn the volume up on Twitch, and you can follow along with us while we see who shows up for the Royal Rumble. Also, we're going to have our live Dungeons & Dragons D&D show coming in 2022. Uh, we just got to get our shit together to figure that out. But like I said, we have big surprises coming for that. Uh, also, we're going to be, um, you know, getting a lot of things put together, our characters, our name for the show. We're coming up with a lot of stuff. 
stuff for this event. So we need to make sure that we're all set up and working perfectly. So in the meantime, in between time, be on the lookout for that. Also, we have a gaming show that is coming to Twitch as well. Uh, and that gaming show will be run by Elvis Delinsky. Uh, Elvis is the one member of the Boochcast that does an awful lot of gaming. And he's wanting to do some streaming stuff on Twitch. So I'm going to be sending him information. He's going to be part of the streaming show. So from time to time, he'll be on there playing games. So if you want to chat with him, uh, live chat with him during that time. And, you know... Get a chance to enjoy some of the Boochcast stuff. Make sure you guys uh, go join him over there. That'll be coming uh, soon as well in 2022. And, of course, we're going to have some other Twitch content coming your way. So be on the lookout for that. And, of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Uh, become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. Now, this is a special level we have here. This is for our Boochcast fans. If you got a lot of bills to pay and you don't want to break the bank, and we don't want you to break the bank, we're not going to pressure people who don't have money to give us money. We're not those type of people. But if you want to support this show and you got a lot of bills to pay, pick the 99 cent option. It's that simple. Just 99 cents cents a month. That's all you got to do. Send us 99 cents a month and you can help us grow the Boochcast and thrive. And we are grateful for it. But if you got some extra spending cash, you want to put a little more skin in the game, go to the level that is $4.99 per month. That's right. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock. So don't give the Peacock money. Give us money. We got better content than them anyway. And we got the third and final level. You can donate at for a mere $9.99. Yes. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States ever since it's been sold to the Peacock you got nowhere to put that $9.99 so take that $9.99 bring it over here we got better content than the network and unlike the WWE we actually love support take care of and do things for our fans we're all about giving the people what they want which is why Zach is here today yes 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 you have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay and okay. also you do realize that one once you uh, make a donation, a monthly donation to the Boochcast, uh, I need to let you guys know that until you cancel the subscription, you will be billed every month for that. I have to put this warning out there. Uh, if you decide to cancel, you can cancel at any time. You will not be refunded your money, but it will stop sending money if you, sh if you should decide to cancel for whatever reason. Now, if you want info on the cancellation, uh, Anchor will take you to a link where you can learn that. And if you want to know more about their privacy policy, you can click on a link and check that out as well. And they show you how they protect your banking information because I assure you, we don't get any of your banking information when you guys send this in. We don't get any of your personal info. All we get is the money. At best, we might get your first and last name. And we might use that to give you a shout out if you want it. So... We don't get anything else from you. We don't want anything else from you except your love and support for this show. So your donation is appreciated, and so is your love for the show, just so you know. And some of you might be wondering, well, Booch, where is this money going to go towards? Well... The money goes back into this show in some capacity. We use it to upgrade our equipment. We use it to bring in bigger name guests. 
we pay our bills, and I take care of all the guys who work really, really hard on and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they deserve to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there is any money left over after all is said and done, we use that remaining money to feed this gentleman here ramen noodles and help get him laid. That's right. So for 99 cents a month, you can feed this starving ginger that's been helping me this on the show gi- today. The ginger's starving now. <laughs> so send those send that send those donations in so we can get him some ramen noodles because he is fading. He is fading fast. Yes, we need a quick trip to get those ramen noodles. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch. This is the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. Saying keep on living living life life and and take take care. care. This has has been been The Booch Booch Cast. Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Uh, Goodbye, folks. Too tired. LA Knight still sucks. I don't know why you guys like him. So Vinny's probably going to jerk off him tonight. Later. Dummy. Yeah. So you are? Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.